And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. Man, really excited to get the victory. Um, you know, it's never easy in, in, in the NFL on Sunday ball. Got to give Philadelphia a lot of credit, man. They tested us. Uh, their ability to convert third downs offensively, I thought, was a significant component of the game. Some of it was self-inflicted by us and penalties and, and missed tackles and so forth, but you got to give them guys credit. They had a good plan, they had a good execution of the plan, and that allowed them to maintain possession of the ball and, and keep us at bay and stay in it. Uh, but I like our guys. Uh, you know, Collectively, they fought well together. They complemented uh, one another in all three phases of the game. Uh, what the perfect performance by any stretch, but we're not looking for perfect. We're looking to, to be good enough to win and had a lot of good contributions from a lot of people. Uh, Young guys getting an opportunity to contribute. Claypool obviously was a guy that had a big game. But, but you know, more subtle contributions like Kevin Dotson being called upon to step up for David Castro. Uh, we appreciate the development of those guys. we got to continue to grow and develop as a team, not only in terms of skills relative to our positions, but our division of labor, our understanding of the situation of the ball. Uh, all the while, we better do enough to win in the process. And thankful that we've been able to do that. And welcome everybody to the Steeler, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, Mass Steel Podcast uh, post game show, of course, with me, Charles Bridge, Richie, right there. You just heard uh, Mike Tomlin right there, uh, just wrapping up right there. Uh, definitely uh, not the brightest or prettiest days at the office for the defense, but they did do enough uh, in this game uh, to uh, earn a victory in this uh, contest right now. Uh, definitely felt like it got like a little sloppy right now. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, for the most part, and uh, today's uh, game, when we uh, truly look at it, when we dissect it and break it down, uh, I mean, uh, bottom line is they gave up a career high of total yards on uh, defense uh, for today's uh, contest as uh, we look at it. And uh, we're just able to uh, survive this game uh, miraculously. And uh, the total yards on uh, defense that was uh, surrendered uh, today was 336 yards. Uh, the second longest was by the Denver Broncos back in week number two in the home opener. Uh, like I said, um, aside from that too, I mean the Steelers, uh, their uh, pass rush does come through uh, once again as usual. I did mention earlier today, don't forget, remember controlling the last scrimmage right there and controlling the clock. Well, uh, guess what? The Pittsburgh Steelers have five sacks on defense uh, with uh, Stephon Tewitt leading the, the charge with one and a half. While the Philadelphia Eagles' uh, pass rush uh, today's for today's contest had only one sack, right though, so very well, uh, very good job right there on that end that they're able to minimize that. They were the top pass rush team coming into today's game, right there. And like I said, if we uh, take a look at the time of possession, uh, who controlled it uh, today uh, in this game? It was the Steelers that controlled it by at least uh, over nine and a half minutes, uh, nearly. And uh, I thought that was very key right there. Because, like I said, I really felt like the running game uh, needed to pick up. Uh, 
it didn't look the prettiest, but they did get a combined 136, 136 yards rushing. Uh, most of it coming from uh, Ray Ray McLeod on a nice uh, sweeping uh, jet running play right there. Uh, he actually gets uh, 63 yards uh, rushing uh, in that game, plus 12. So he has 85 yards on uh, scrimmage right there. I mean, when we uh, look at it. And plus, he also had uh, 48 yards on the punt turn uh, when we look at it uh, for this contest. And I thought that was uh, very good for there uh, when we really look at it. I mean, uh, that is a big thing right there. And, and I think uh, Raven McLeod, I mean, uh, if Deontay Johnson continues to slip up, uh, he had the leave earlier in the game, late, I mean, early in the first quarter with 8-11 to go uh, with a back injury right there. So when you really uh, think about it right there, I mean, it was just uh, all in all, uh, definitely a 4-0 victory for the first time since 1979. And uh, right now, uh, hopefully this will turn into a Super Bowl season. I'm not going to buy into it just yet, but, I mean, still a lot more work to be, due, to be done at the end of the day. Uh, once again, you can follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, at Prodigy uh, Richie uh, for the Mestial uh podcast on twitter it is at man of steel cjr then on instagram at man of steel nation when we really uh take a look at uh for this uh contest here and uh like i said we'll, we'll see what continues to happen for right now but uh like i said i, I really felt like uh for right now i mean the steelers they took they take care of business uh once again here i mean in this uh contest i mean for the simple fact uh, right here and we look at it uh sorry about that that was uh, from espn.com uh, i'm not trying to play any copyright here so please excuse me on that but i mean when you look at it, i mean the steelers i mean uh they took care of business once again as usual and uh look i mean this was a, a good time to be excited i mean obviously i mean you still got a lot more work to be done here I mean, you don't want to, uh, like, nonchalantly uh, lay a burger the next week when we look at it here. But, I mean, this is the bottom line here. I mean, listen, you're undefeated so far in this uh, in this uh, season right now. And when we really look at I mean, for the most part, I mean, they are uh, hitting their stride right now. Just defense, I think, just got definitely uh, dinked up right here. I mean, when you really uh, think about it here. And I just I just really feel like right now... I mean, in this uh, contest here, I mean, when you really, truly look at it, I mean, it is uh, definitely a lot of stuff they got to get addressed real quick here. I mean, Mike Tomlin even said they're not looking for perfection. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's enough to be satisfied. To be 4-0 right now, they're going to have to play 13 straight uh, games the rest of the way. And, honestly, I'm not really crying over that. I'm not really too worried about that. It just kind of sucked that you had to break up some momentum. But at the end of the day, too, listen, um, where was momentum breaking up or not, Steelers found a way to figure out the ball game. I think the biggest mistake in the contest uh, was the field goal kicker by the Philadelphia Eagles going for a 67, I mean, a 57-yard field goal kick uh, right there, which was like around a little over three minutes left to go, I believe it was, three, three and a half minutes. Uh, right there, I think Doug Pearson, that was his uh, fatal mistake right there that did him in because other than that, I mean, I saw the Steelers really give Carson Wentz plenty of room uh, to throw. He got he got enormously comfortable in this game. 
I mean, when you truly look at it and when you really uh, dissect it, I mean, this guy right here, I mean, he, he it was just a, it was a, a cakewalk for him for most of the contest. Yeah, he did get sacked five times, but he managed to hang in there. He had a lot of heart in this game. And um, like I said, he still got a lot to prove uh, for right now when we uh, truly uh, break it down, I mean, for this season. I mean, don't forget, I mean, he had one that delivered the Super Bowl goods like uh, Nick Foles did. But like I said, I'm going to still go all-time uh, Eagles quarterback. And I'm going to be talking Eagles here, but it has to be Don McNabb. I don't care if uh, Nick Foles was the guy who took the place of Carson Wentz. We got hurt late down the regular season. He took over from him in the playoffs, did the Philly special. Don McNabb was at the end of the day, along with Steve McNair, Steve Young, was one of the most uh, durable players. Uh, passing and running threat quarterbacks. You can even throw Joe Montana in there, too. Joe Montana, I mean, when you look at his career, I mean, when you think of a guy, like, at his quarterback level, he didn't always necessarily make the sp splash plays. I mean, what he was was a thinking man's quarterback. He did enough to move the ball at the end of the day, and he uh, just knew how to put his guys in the position to win. He, he And that just by mastering the West Coast offense, he was always a thinking man's quarterback, and when he had to use his legs, he would use his legs. I would make the argument he was just as much of a running threat at times the way he would fool people. So, I like I said, when I look at a guy, like I said, like uh, when we take a look at, I mean, uh, Carson Wentz, uh, to his credit, I mean, in this uh, contest, I mean, when we look at, I mean, I mean for uh, today's game in uh, Heinz Field, uh, versus the Steelers. Uh, let's uh, take a look at the stats real quick. We'll run them down right now here on the Mass Steel uh, podcast. So here's what it is. I mean, he had more. He had 19 more yards uh, passing than Ben Rosberg. Ben Rosberg threw for 239 yards, and Carson Wentz 258 yards. Uh, the difference in the game was the turnovers. Steelers won the turnover battle, plus one today, with a pair of interceptions by Steve Nelson. And, of course, Eric Ebron had a catch and fumble that was recovered by the Eagles right there. Nearly had a second one uh, late in the game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that was a very huge play right there. If Eric Ebron, I mean, if he finds a way to secure that ball, Eagles are set up nicely with field position, if you ask me, the rest of the way. Uh, bottom line here. And that's what we've really got like uh, piece together over here. And uh, we'll find out how that goes. But for right now, I mean, listen, like Mike Tom had always said back earlier in his career, it's not always going to be pretty, but we're going to come out fighting in the end. And that's what you have to remember, I mean, with this team when we take a look at it. If you guys want, again, feel free to comment and on the live stream and uh, join in. I'm streaming live from my Facebook and Instagram page, Men of Steel Podcast. If you guys like and follow it, you can just uh, simply just type in at Men of Steel Nation on Facebook and Instagram as we get ready to take a look at it right now. Uh, definitely, I want to just say one thing real quick before we go a little bit further. I was doing with my uh, co-host uh, that I usually do my show on Saturdays on deck on ChicagoLandSportsRadio.com, uh, which you can also check out on Anchor.com, uh, uh, Crunch Time Presents, Mastial Podcast, and On Deck. has both my shows right there for Steeler coverage and then shows I do for Chicago and National Training Sports. Uh, as far as the NFL uh, went, uh, here's where I'm getting at. I actually picked the upset of the week to be the Las Vegas Raiders 
over the Kansas City Chiefs, which they did happen to defeat today. And uh, right now, Chiefs go to three and two, while the I mean the Raiders go to three and two, while the Raiders uh, drop to uh, four. While the while the Chiefs drop to four and one, so Raiders go to four and two uh, for the season. Uh, pretty impressive, right there, to say the least. I mean, at this point in time, and uh, really incredible. I mean, what they're doing right now. When you got like uh, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, right there. As we uh, take a look at the current uh, standings. Uh, throughout the league uh, so far as it is uh, beginning with the AFC right now uh, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, right now at this point in time who is 2-0 in the conference trailing the Buffalo Bills right now uh, should the Buffalo Bills be able to slip up the Pittsburgh Steelers could be number one in the AFC if I'm not mistaking uh, we'll see about that but um, I'm not sure how much the Titans if they'll be able to jump up on them uh, with a tiebreaker, but I mean, that's how good the Steelers team is right now after the first quarter of the season when we take a look at. I mean, they're doing their job here at the end of the day. I mean, when you look at, no doubt, and uh, when we uh, continue to uh, dissect it and break it down, you go a 4 0, that's something we haven't seen in over four decades here. I mean, 41 years to be exact, and uh, just kick it off in a nice way. Uh, feel free to leave me your comments. I want to hear uh, what was like uh, your moments that stood out. What were some costly mistakes that nearly hurt the Steelers and uh, nearly cost them this game? I'd like to hear from you because I'm not going to lie. 17 points, you have to put a team like the Eagles away. I mean, I felt like uh, Steelers, they definitely were just able to just settle down right there. I mean, at the end of the day. And... Uh, I mean, I was talking earlier to a friend of mine, too. I, I was saying to myself, the only way the Steelers will lose this game is they beat themselves, And uh, basically, on this. Because uh, at the end of the day, I mean, the good thing for the Steelers, too, which really helped them out uh, for this contest, they were able to take care of the turnover ratio. Only had one turnover on the offense and two takeaways on defense here. Uh, I mean, the Eagles had slightly better third down the fish seed, 10-14, I mean, uh, Steelers were 11 for 15, so not bad right there in that in that respect. So I mean, uh, that was pretty good right there. Uh, Steelers had uh, 13 passing first downs and seven rushing first downs. They had more rushing first downs than the Eagles today, uh, and I think that was just uh, very good right there. But I just feel like the offensive line, uh, also too, we had uh, David DeCastro, who. Uh, which was uh, known uh, by the game, had an abdominal injury. His return was questionable. Kevin Dotson had to come in for his place against Fletcher Cox. And I'm not going to lie to you, I think Kevin Dotson right now, uh, maybe the slow uh, future of this team right now, uh, done pretty good. Also, uh, before we move a little bit further, happy birthday shout-out to TJ Watt right here. He turns uh, 26 as his birthday is officially today. Uh, gets his birthday wish, no doubt about it. Uh, getting the victory here. Uh, getting this team to 4-0, making his contributions uh, felt. And uh, definitely be interested to see uh, the, the injury report uh, throughout the week, how everyone is going to continue to pair uh, throughout as we get ready to see the Steelers move into a big uh, game matchup against the Cleveland Browns. Right now playing a close game, as a matter of fact, against the Indianapolis uh, Colts right now in Cleveland. Uh, when we take a look at that contest, and I'll give you, try and give you a little live scoreboard update as well. We continue to move along here and see uh, what happens uh, for the time being. 
Right now, you got the Browns on top of the Colts uh, by nine points uh, in this uh, contest. You have uh, Kareem uh, Hunt having not bad game uh, today. Uh, he has uh, 15 carries for 50 yards, while Baker Mayfield has thrown for 247 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Phillip Rivers only passed for 133 yards. So, I mean, the biggest difference uh, in that contest right there when we uh, look at it uh, for the time being, I mean, in that game, in case everyone's wondering, because remember, the Browns right now, they are 3-1 and one, and not too far off uh, from the Ravens or the Steelers. I mean, obviously, they would be behind the Ravens since they lost them head-to-head. So, right now, I mean, Steelers are 4-0 and all, while, the Dra while the Ravens are at this uh, point in time. Uh, four and one, so Steelers have the edge for just not losing the game. And let's take a look at the biggest uh, difference in that game. I had to say uh, first down conversions, eight for thirteen on uh, third downs uh, being converted, uh, and the Colts are three for eight, so that needs to be up there a little bit as uh, we look at it. Uh, and uh, let's go get ready to get a little bit more into it right now with the Steelers. Uh, speaking of which, uh, for the time being, too. Uh, the inactives for today's game, let's not forget. Uh, the Steelers uh, for today's uh, contest contest listed six guys with one starter who they already knew was going to be out, which was a uh, fullback, uh, Derek Watt. I believe he had a hamstring injury uh, going into this uh, contest right now as we look at it uh, for the week number uh, five uh, matchup. Yeah, so Derek Watt, he was out due to a hamstring injury. Uh, the other guys who were not who, who were not active for today's game were quarterback Josh Dobbs, uh, backup inside linebacker Marcus Allen, defense tackle Carlos Davis, offensive tackle Duran Goy, and uh, tight end Zach uh, Gentry. Now, Mr. Matthews, a Steelers silent reporter, did mention that Marcus Allen, who was ruled out for today's uh, game, was doing some work on the field with the Steelers training staff. Uh, so hopefully uh, he'll be available uh, pretty soon right there. And like I said, just get a little bit more into this uh, Steelers-Eagles uh, matchup right there. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick uh, didn't have too bad of a game. He had like uh, five total tackles right there. Uh, three solo, two assisted. Uh, I mean, definitely needs to do a little bit better, I mean, throughout the season. I mean, a lot, I mean, they're not really throwing to him. But then again, how much does he need to be considered like transitioning over the strong safety, then bounce back to free safety? I mean, if you're going to be having teams throw away from the guy, my thought process is we know how, how much your bread and butter is at like uh, creating air exceptions, but at the same time, if teams are throwing away from you, I think at some point you do have to consider uh, right now uh, when we look at it is to uh, make an adjustment. If you got to make an adjustment being a, a stronger tackle, a stronger safety, I think you need to consider that. I think you got to consider what's doing best for your team. I mean, I understand this is his specialty, but at the end of the day, um, if it's going to take the defense to like a whole uh, next level, and you know, just so you could like at least uh, kibosh the thing where they're not throwing away from you, show yourself that you're multiversal. I, I say, and that's the biggest thing you have to look at. That's with anything in life when we look at again Steelers win today. Uh, they go a four and zero for the first time since 1979, uh, and then also too, let's not forget. Uh, the last time uh, they started off a real good strong season out of the gate was back in 1978, where they started off 7-0. And they had their first loss of the season to the Houston Oilers. 
uh, which later on, as everyone may recall, later on the season, Dyne Shaw made the famous uh, tackling hit that knocked out Earl Campbell out of the contest uh, on the Sunday game. So that's one thing that's noble right there. 7-0, the last time that was done was back in 1978. Of course, the Steelers are 4-0 right now. Uh, you got the Browns coming up on October 18th, followed by the Titans. Uh, should everything uh, go well as they get ready to uh, face their game and keep their schedule on track. And then later on, you're going to be having the Ravens on November 1st, which will have been October 25th, Dallas Cowboys on November 8th. And then following the Cowboys game, you're going to be home against the Bengals on Fox on the road against the Jaguars on the 22nd of November. Thanksgiving game hosted at home on the 26th against the Ravens in Heinz Field. And then you're going to have uh, 10 days later on December 6th, home against the Washington football team. Uh, then you're going to be uh, on the road against the Buffalo Bills. Rematch of last year's Sunday night game. This time it will be in Buffalo, followed by a Monday night game on December 21st against the Bengals. Should they get flexed, we'll see. And then uh, they're going to be at home against the Colts. And then uh, last but not least, going up against the Browns the end of the season uh, right there. So that's the remaining schedule uh, right there the rest of the way as we uh, take a look at it. Uh, but for right now, I mean, the uh, Steelers, I mean, their remaining games for this month right now, you're going to have a split uh, between, you're going to have one more home game and then you're going to have one game on the road, which will be against the Tennessee uh, Titans here. Again, if you guys ever wish to call in on the Mass Steel Podcast, you can do so. You can reach me at the following uh, show number, which is 312-209-2232. Again, that's 312-209-2232. You can follow me on social media, on Instagram and Facebook for the uh, at Project Richie and for the Mass Steel Podcast on Twitter at Mass Steel CGR, at Mass Steel Nation on uh, Instagram as we uh, take a look at it. And uh, right now, when we also look at it too, got another headline uh, coming in here too. Uh, Coach Mike Thomas says he knew the Steelers went over the Eagles. wasn't perfect, but it was a win. And no doubt about that. Uh, congratulations to uh, Mike Tomlin, by the way, uh, for right now. But like I said, they, the biggest thing too, the Steelers do even up to 500 uh, at home in Pittsburgh when uh, facing the Philadelphia Eagles all-time. The Eagles are still without a win in Pittsburgh uh, since 2000. Uh, that's how long it's been for them as we look at it right there. But the Steelers, like I said, they are going to have a decent uh, schedule uh, coming up right now. I mean, when we truly look at it, I mean, uh, for the time being, I mean, when we really break the sound and truly take a look at it, I mean, uh, definitely going to be an interesting uh, way. They're going to be at least uh, having uh, the rest of the way uh, three playoff teams the rest of the way, uh, which would be the Titans, the Ravens, and the Bills right there. So three more playoff teams, uh, which is not bad, uh, but definitely going to be a grind, uh, no doubt about it, when, when we take a look at it. And I, I just feel like the Steelers right now, I mean, you look at how everyone still continues to question whether or not the fact, did they or did they not have, can, can, was, so people like want to say, well, they didn't really have much of a preseason. It was hard to give them rhythm. That is true, but sometimes at the end of the day too, you don't always win pretty. Sometimes you may have to win those ugly games and just the way it comes out 
And it's the benefit the Steelers, benefit the Steelers, no doubt about it. I really think think so. And at the end of the day, you look back at all the virtual training this team had to endure throughout the year. Everything with COVID nineteen. Uh, I mean, I really feel like this has been Mike Tomlin's best uh, coaching to date, and it's really starting to show. Yeah, there's gonna be some miscues along the way, uh, but at the end of the day, we'll find out. I do want to make a special note real quick and make a special shout-out right now. Uh, keep this guy in your uh, prayers right now. We found out uh, two days ago. It was, it was also written by the Associated Press on ESPN. Longtime uh, Pittsburgh Steelers offensive lineman and current uh, radio analyst and host of Inside the Locker Room with uh, Tunch and Wolf. Talk about none other than 63-year-old uh, Tunch Ilkin right now, who played 13 of his 14 seasons in Pittsburgh. Uh, right now, he has ALS right now, which is a progressive uh, nerve uh, system disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord, according to the Mayo Clinic. Uh, they said this is definitely uh, comparable to Lou Gehrig's uh, disease right now. Um, I'm not sure if he called the game today or what was going on, but uh, everybody please uh, keep uh, Tunchoka and his family, his loved ones and friends, including the Steelers family, uh, in your prayers. I hope he... Uh, Continues to find a way to fight this and survive. Uh, definitely s s some sad news right there to hear. And um, I hope, uh, you know, he's able to, like, have a, a long-lasting life. No doubt about it. Uh, definitely a true love of kind. And definitely helps, I mean, like, uh, makes our Steelers uh, post games feel very uh, comforting. Win or lose at the end of the day. Still loving here his chemistry with Craig Wolfley. And I hope uh, he finds a way to get the proper uh, medication, uh, healing strength. Uh, keep this man around, please. Uh, last thing I want to hear is another person uh, fading. But at the end of the day, too, uh, really uh, feel for this guy. One of the most uh, nice and sincerest, genuine man, men in Steelers history at the end of the day. And I hope he's able to beat this out. And if anything, at the end of the day, uh, that's not good when you start getting... Uh, you know, disease in your brain right there. And that's uh, pretty much right there, uh, gloom and doom right there. I hope that's not the case with him. I hope he beats this out. So please uh, pass the word. I'm sure a lot of Steelers fans have heard this going into this game. Uh, like I said, I tell Jokin, uh definitely thinking about you. I got a chance to interview. And, um, you know, on my show a few years ago. And uh, definitely just want, just want the best for you, my man. Like I said, I love you guys and uh, just want you to be in a good and happy spot uh, for right now as we take a look at everything uh, right now for this day. And uh, let, let's see what continues to go on right here throughout the rest of the week as uh, we look at it. Again, if you guys want to feel free and join in on the conversation, uh, like I said, just catch me on the Facebook and Instagram page, Man Steel uh, Podcast. And, of course, you could also just uh, check me out on my uh, Twitter, at MassSteelCGR for the Mass Steel Podcast and at Mass Steel Nation on Instagram. So right now, as I mentioned before, let's go ahead and give our uh, game balls uh, for today's uh, contest as we look at uh, my uh, biggest uh, game ball going in today's uh, game right here uh, for this uh, game. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Chase Claypool right now. Chase Claypool had 153 reception yards, four touchdowns uh, for this uh, contest. Uh, it was also noted, too, that Chase Claypool 
uh, became the first rookie with 100-plus receiving yards and four scrimmage touchdowns in the game since Reggie Bush in 2006. Uh, right here, at least 1950 with three reception touchdowns and a rushing touchdown right there. So receive three receiving touchdowns and a uh, rushing touchdown. Uh, this guy pretty much did it all today. Uh, definitely came upon when needed, I mean, at the end of the day. I mean, this guy was... Uh, Definitely uh, been here to deliver when we uh, look at it as the guy who continues to uh, really uh, look at right now. And um, as we uh, take a look at it. And uh, that that's the thing uh, right there as we uh, try to figure stuff out here. And yeah, let, let's uh, find out a little bit more about that. Uh, then on defense uh, for today's contest, I'm going to go ahead and give the defensive game ball uh, on the other side of the equation. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give that uh, to uh, Mike Hilton. I uh, had a hat trick today, led the team with eight tackles, a sack, and a tackle for a loss. Uh, that was huge right there. Uh, I know Steve Nelson got the pair of the turnovers, but I'll still get to Mike Hilton just with the all-around effort. Uh, Steelers did win the turnover. Uh, Battle with plus one, uh, two interceptions by Steve Nelson, and surrendering the ball one time on offense, which was by Eric Ebron, the lost fumble recovery after the catch. Big Ben went 27 of 34 for 79% uh, completion percentage, uh, along with 237 yards passing, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. He now has 10 touchdowns, one interception for the year. Let that sink in. 10 touchdowns, one interception right there. For a 10.0 touchdown interception ratio. You want to call this guy washed up? Say that he's near the end of the rope. You know what? I don't care if he's lost the strength to throw the deep ball. That's hard. But if he's going to be managing the game passion this way, I'll take that for right now. And uh, we'll see what happens. And then also, too, the Steelers uh, gave up a season-high 336 yards today. Uh, that definitely was a big-time uh, problem right now. When we look at it, so I, I definitely feel like uh, those things uh, stood out. But I mean, again, the Steelers do find a way to improve to four and zero, still unbeaten right now. As uh, we look at it here uh, for this uh, season, and there's still a few other uh, unbeaten teams uh, right now in the league. Uh, when we uh, take a look at it, we have uh, four other teams that are unbeaten right now with the Seattle Seahawks. Green Bay Packers, both at 4-0. Uh, then you also got the Titans, who are 3-0. Then last but not least, the Buffalo Bills. And that's going to do it for this post-game edition here of the Mastio Podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, and I uh, definitely look forward to keeping you uh, throughout the week. Remember, I'm moving to uh, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time to do, be doing my live stream podcast, so make sure to tune in. No longer 6.30, just for temporarily. I may move back to 6.30 later on. But if I have guests, I'll def uh, any guests I book, I'm only have you on 6.30 as opposed to 8 o'clock. But just keep that in mind. Everybody, once again, uh, hope everyone continues to be safe. Uh, love and support one another throughout everything. And make sure to go vote. This is Charles Project Rich here the Master Podcast signing off. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. I got them.